This is CliffCentral.com. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Sonia Booth. Welcome to the Opinion Booth. So now, question is, how do you know you have the best fashion publicist in town? It's simple. They ensure the relevant people know about your brand and talk about your brand. They can match your brand to the right target market. They secure fashion spreads in the best publications. They ensure your brand dominates media coverage at fashion-related events. You name it, from polo events, horse racing events, fashion week, design endeavors, etc. My guest today, Leon. Welcome to the Opinion Booth. Hello. How are you? Good and you? You look amazing. Thank you. <laughs> And, and I know you were in your favorite design. Well, one, I, one of you, I, one of, I'm sure you one the most favorite, if not, are you allowed to say you my, have a favorite? My favorite is Versace. Mm. Hence the reason the tattoo. Oh, you, you've got a, you, you've got expensive taste. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. All right. So now your surname. Yes. Hasbrook. Hasbrook. Yes. It means rabbit pants. Yes. And I was teased like that at school. I, I was about to ask. <laughs> Well, I was teased about a whole bunch of different things. Look at me now. So primary and high school were horrible because of your surname. Um, I think it's a little bit of everything. <laughs> mm. I think s- surname factored into it. I think the fact that I was plus size, because we're not allowed to use the word fat. Of course. Um, the, uh, the, the fact that I was plus size, I think that counted against me as well. Right. But you, 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 you're wicked. You, you, you are so. Yes, I am wicked. You're right. I'm wicked. No, you, no you've got a wicked sense of humor, but yes. you're quick witted. So, am. which means you, you would have easily survived. Can, no, can I tell you, Sonia, if you see Leon now and Leon then, you'll be like, wow, what happened? <laughs> very, 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 very different. Very different. In what way? I, I, I would say it was definitely a positive way. Um, I think that, um, I think it was that I was a little bit soft-hearted, soft-spoken, and I didn't get, come out of my shell. I think when I was in school, I didn't realize I was Scorpio kind of vibe, you know? And now oh, I know I'm oh, a Scorpio. Oh, because you, your birthday is two days before mine. You're Correct. on the 10th, 10th November. Yes. I'm 12th November. So, yes. okay, no, no wonder we so, like so each other. So, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's exactly why we like each other. I know. <laughs> I know. So, now, if you, if you say you were nice at school, are you like a one and a one tour now? Are you like a terrible person? <laughs> Have you got like enemies everywhere? <sighs> I, I would assume that I have enemies. I wouldn't say that I know that I have enemies because I don't focus on the negative connotations of life. Um, a lot of people do, I think, not compare me, but throw me into that realm of the Anna Wintering kind of group. A lot of people say that I'm very similar to Kelly Katroon, which is my uh-huh. absolute idol in this world. Okay. Um, uh, not because I only wear black, but because our temperaments are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think that maybe I, I didn't understand my full potential. Um, I, you know, when I was a kid, my mom always used to say, don't entertain people by responding with their teasing and you know when it's when it happens you just kind of no uh that doesn't work i have to retaliate now when you're older you realize oh i should have just walked away <laughs> i love your mom yes so, but you, you don't go out of your way to be horrible right i mean you get people who actually make it their life mission to be horrible and make a misery out of people's lives right no 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 i'm definitely i i'm a very much i i, I love development 
um, especially the young, uh, the young crowd. I love imparting my intellectual property. I love doing that. So I think that people that go out right and want to be mean don't like doing that kind of stuff. I am assertive, I would say. Um, I know what I want and um, I'm a no BS kind of person. And I think that's something that my clients enjoy is that I'm not going to come and frill something up mm. and present and then drop the ball. I'll rather come and say, yes, this is not going to work. And I think that that's pretty much um, how I am in in, in life um, Touching back onto Am I a horrible person Yes I'm a horrible human being I know that I'm horrible But um, my my statement That statement comes With the fact that uh, I have um, what, what, what can we call it A motto to life okay. And my motto to life is I'm not accessible to people I don't need to be accessible to And so a lot of people Translate that as Being a horrible human being I suppose Hmm, that's interesting. Okay, moving along. Because <laughs> I don't want to dwell on that. Because I don't want to, you know, I don't want your enemies to be calling in right now and, uh, you know, sh- screaming profanities and all sorts of trying to settle <laughs> scores now that you're in studio and then now they're going to use this opportunity. Cause I'm a good they, publicist. They're thinking they can you're try. not going to retaliate. <laughs> exactly. And that's why you're good at your job. And I mean, talking about that, as a, as a public relations representative for designers and mm. brands, I take it you, 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 you also have to be personable, energetic, yes, charming. Absolutely. I mean, and cautious I bet what you say. And I know, I know. I'm, I'm choosing my words. No, no. Very I'm carefully. saying I need to be cautious what you, I say. Exactly. <laughs> and and I, I think I've chosen my words right because I mean I know you, right? Yes, yeah. But I mean, I bet at times you have to perform miracles with very limited resources, more like pulling rabbits out of hats. I think no that pun intended. I, I, I <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think that every publicist goes through that. Um, the the core of our business is to turn something that's seemingly corporate into something that's a little bit more flamboyant and um, fabulous, if you want to call it that. Um, a lot of times, one thing that I struggle with the most, if anyone says, what's the one thing you struggle with in your industry, is if your call time for an event is for media is uh, five o'clock, then at quarter past five when those media have not arrived yet. That is when, and we all know media in South Africa, unfortunately, are the ones that they bounce from one event to the other. So they are going to be late. But I think that that's the part of my job that I struggle the most with. I get the most um, concerned about. So, yes, pulling out a rabbit out of the hat then when a media doesn't arrive, trying to find someone else because you've told your client this media is going to attend or the celebrity or personality is going to attend and having to actually Find someone, have someone on backup just in case mm. is, is definitely something we do on, on a daily basis. Hmm. Okay. Well, rather you than me, cause I don't have the patience for that. So, I mean, I want you to consider a scenario. Mm-hmm. So someone graduates at a design school, let's say Lysoff, cause that's what comes to mind. They intern at a fashion house or with a designer. The next thing they do is conceptualize uh, the launch of their own label or brand. At what stage should they call you for your services? Before a brand is established or after? I would say that it's probably financially better to do it once they're established. Um, just on a side note, I think that a lot of people look at public relations, PR communications, and they, they assume that it's cheap because we're able to do the favors, have the right media there without having 
charged advertorial rates, for instance. So everything that a publicist do, does is features and editorial. We push that. So if anything is too advertorial top heavy, we have to turn it around and turn it into an editorial kind of vibe to be able to get it published, for instance. So... But, but but the the truth in the matter is, is that PR is one of the most expensive forms of marketing, and um, I find that a lot of emerging designers or newer brands look for PR because they want to sell a product. Public relations doesn't sell a product, and I think that this is and it's nice to be on the show because I'm able to say this. Um, Public relations does not drive sales or fee to store. Public relations drives top of mind to consumer. So when you're thinking of a specific um, product, let's say a denim, for instance, who do you think of first? If that's the person that you're thinking of or the brand you're thinking of first, their publicist is doing a great job. Of course. So so in my opinion, um, I, I would st- stay away from a PR if you're an emerging designer. I don't think that you would need – Publicist. Uh, If you have a friend that's a publicist, maybe ask them to help you just with a couple of key um, pointers. Workshop, interview, how to interview. I think that these are the um, the components of PR I struggle with the most. So when I put a client in front of media and they don't know how to speak to the media, so workshop, um, you know, those kind of pointers. Where to be, where should you be, that kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I would say call me once you've done your first fashion week. Okay. For, for emerging designers, call me brands, um, once you have your first store. And I mean, small designers you mentioned, I mean, we just, we made an example about somebody who's fresh out of um, internships from a, 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 what do you call it, a big time designer. Sure. So they shouldn't bother calling N- No, you. because I don't feel like it would be worth their while. Uh-huh. Okay. I, so that you know, means you're very expensive then. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not very expensive, but the industry is very expensive. Yes. As a whole. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and and it's not something that you can skimp on. I mean, if you're an established designer, that's the last place. Advertising, marketing, public relations, that's the last place you wanna you wanna absolutely. cut down expenses, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And the reason why that is is because the the fashion industry is such a, 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 a over and above being a cutthroat industry to get into. Once you're in, it is a very difficult industry to maintain, to yeah. be top of mind. Um, you know, if you say to me, Leon, what is your advice in terms of staying top of mind fashion week? Uh, I, I know that there are many uh, leaders in our industry that are of the opinion that fashion week, uh, that the concept of fashion week might eventually die out and that it's, it's going towards presentations like they, like it was in the 1700s. When fashion week I started, I remember that. Where so you, you could bring touch, in the target market, yeah, absolutely. So you could touch the clothing, you could feel the clothing. And that's what consumers consumers now are going back to that vibe where they want to feel, they want to know what it feels like on their skin. So my advice would be to go back, to go to fashion week. If if you're an emerging designer and you're thinking, how do I? Um, get the most publicity out of a, a show with, or the most publicity for my brand without having to spend millions. Fashion Week would definitely be the spot to go. Of course, there's, you can't just walk up to Fashion Week and go, Hey, you know, I'm here. Uh, there are processes that need to be followed. Of course. I'm not sure if you're hearing that I, um, uh, yes. background noise. I'm not sure where that's coming from. I'm looking at my phone. My phone is off. So 
nobody, you. nobody must blame us. This background noise that I'm not understanding. I thought maybe you had one of your fans calling you or sending no, you naughty no. messages or something. <laughs> so I mean, you are the responsibility is building a reputation of a client, a designer, or a brand. Yes. Sorry, I just want to just check my phone because that's my voice. Aha, uh-huh, you are so naughty. <laughs> that was my I voice. Thought, thought, I'm so sorry. That was my okay. live video on Facebook. If anyone wants to know, I went live. <laughs> oh, so you, so you were live talking about yes. Opinion Booth yes. Central, of course. I'm so sorry about no, that, you're forgiven. Sonia. You're forgiven. As long as you were di- doing a live feed during yes, our show. Yes, it was show, a live I'm, feed. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm so sorry about that. No, I'm not complaining. <laughs> so we're talking reputation. You, you, yes. would, you would help build a reputation of a brand or make sure that it, it, it remains intact. Intact, yes. Well, what I, uh, the way I approach PR is very, very different to what a lot of other br- uh, PR professions would do. I don't take on brands. So, so, so just to, again, side note, I don't just, when a client calls or a, pr- a prospective client calls, I don't just go, hey, yes, I'll take your account. I do an audit. I check what uh, they've done previously, social media-wise. Do I feel that my brand is going to work with their brand? Because if I don't, then how am I going to promote them? I need to be able to believe in the brand so much that it becomes a symbiotic communication. So whether LJHPR is writing something or X client is writing something, the communication is not too varied. So, you know, we're consistent. Consistency is key. So, um, so I've, I check that, um, I check that kind of stuff first. I audit that. I, um, Try and stay away from clients that are going to be too out there. So with the uh, the reputation question, um, someone who's going to go and, God forbid, beat his wife or uh, mm. that kind of stuff. I, I try – and a, a lot of – um, people will ask, well, how do you, how do you check that? My job as a communications person is I read between the lines. So we read and we do – Homework, if you want to call it that, on clients and we decide then or I decide then whether I'm going to go into it or not. As a matter of interest, the first year I started PR, I said no to every client that called me. So hmm. for the first year, I didn't have clients. Oh. Luckily, I had a day job, so that kept me afloat. But for the first year, I didn't sign any clients. I just kept saying no. And a lot of people ask why. And I was like, I built my reputation on the fact that I'm too busy. Uh, oh, so I'm, I'm breaking okay. that news on your show. Nobody's ever heard this before. That's interesting. A lot of restaurants, new restaurants do that. You will yes. phone in and try and make a reservation for dinner. And then they say, we've fully booked fully for like booked. six weeks. Correct. Meanwhile, so, so it's I empty. took that and I put that into my business profile as a marketing for the first year and I, I must be honest it worked really well for my business smart yeah. but I, I knew you were smart that's why I invited <laughs> you on this show I love that yes. okay, so, so, so that's what I would do in terms of reputation um, do I manage the reputation absolutely but I think that I have such a great relationship with my clients that we steer clear from anything that could be Put it like this. I think that my clients are a lot safer reputation-wise than what my personal brand is because I'm very outspoken on specifically Facebook. Do you get in trouble a lot? (laughs) (laughs) And who does your PR? Who does your damage control? Two of my friends, Sean and Leon. So you don't do your own damage no, controls. No. It's, it's it like the like doctor a will never no. heal themselves, no, right? No, and sure. talking about, I mean, you cannot you cannot separate reputation and damage control, right? No. So I mean, 
the first person that comes in uh, to mind, Tommy Hilfiger. I don't yes. know if you remember his statement on the Oprah show. H and M has gotten into trouble a lot yes. in South Africa, yes. particularly. Yes. United Colors of Benetton has gotten into trouble, and not far from our city, we have Gavin Roger, our own, who was accused of copying patterns and designs. Do you, I mean these are big time designers? Yes, and brands. You know, for me again, it comes down to the the road that I travel with my clients so uh, uh, in my opinion a good publicist would be someone who would see something like this so if I may um, one of my clients is JJ Skuman so let me go through the process of what we do with at Fashion Week with JJ Skuman so JJ would put together a collection he would decide whether he does a one designer or two designer show let's do a two designer show he puts together 30 garments of those 30 him and I edit down to 20 together so in that instance, I'm already part of the process of the collection that's been worn. So I would know if anything was copied. And, and, and you know, a lot of times um, designers are blamed for certain things, but it merely is that they've come up with the idea because it was influenced previously and they want to make it their own. So, so, and I'm not saying that Gavin was right in what he did. I had quite an opinion about that, and I actually got into a lot of trouble about that. Um, but, but where I'm getting to is the reputation part of it is to be part of the process with your clients. Then you're not going to have those issues. I like being involved with that from the beginning because then, at least at the end of it, when I'm talking to media about the collection, I have some sort of authority in the terms of the process that it went through. Um, and I think that that's how you would curb the damage control around something like that. At the end of the day, luckily for us, we've never had any issues like that. Um, the worst we've had is that people don't like the designs or um, that they didn't think that it was according to his stature, if I w could say it like that. But at the end of the day, you allow those kind of media to be in the front row so that you can get constructive criticism exactly. right? as long you as work around it you don't exactly. get angry I think that another thing about damage control is uh, what a lot of PR people do incorrectly is they take it personally don't take it personally mm. take the emotion out of it look at how you can fix it in a constructive way without damaging um, relationships yes you know you, you mentioned damage control there's not yeah. only damage control there's relationships there's communication there's there's so many different variants that you need to take into consideration before just retaliating um, and I think that that's what's you know sit back look at what happened and then fix. Don't just jump into it. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that you're responsible for, one of your roles is to obviously promote uh, the product. Absolutely. By convincing fashion editors, yes. bloggers, yes. stylists. Even designers. Creative. Other designers. Mm. Yes. Okay. You know, ch chatting to designers about design aesthetic or um, editing. So many people, they say, you you keep saying this word editing, Leon. What What is editing? And I'm like... You put the garment, you design the garment. What about the shoes, makeup, hair, jewelry? Oh, you the mean as a collaboration to put together the entire outfit? Edit the entire collection. Uh -huh. The music that gets to, uh, how, how does the music influence the viewer sitting, uh, think about it, Sonia. You've been to Fashion Week. You're sitting there for 20 minutes watching the same kind of vibe over and over. How do you not get bored? The music plays into that, uh, into that aesthetic. And of course, how do you get it to go? You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So, so 
in my opinion, that's how all of that would work. Um, yeah. Hmm, okay. So now is it fair to say that the brand's awareness and thus the growth lies with you? No? I would say that I'm one of the key components, yes. I w- it doesn't only lie with me. I think that... Uh, uh, I love working with my brands, so it's a, it's it's a collaborative, you know, effort. Yeah, effort. Um, if someone new comes into the company, don't don't segregate yourself on that person. Go and learn who they are. They might have ideas that you didn't have. Um, one of the biggest brands that I um, work with is a denim brand And what I love about working with them Is that we sit, the managing director CEO, marketing manager We just sit around the table And we come up with ideas together It's not re- just left to one person And I think that uh, Have a teachable heart you mm. know, and, uh, and go in with your ideas But understand that your ideas might not work For the brands But they can use your ideas in different ways You know, it's and then do, do you find it helps to be a socialite from, yes. from your okay. part? So another thing I'm going to break a lot on your show. Things, right? <laughs> another thing I'm going to break on your show is that I'm actually not a socialite. I'm actually an introvert. Uh, introvert. A lot of people yeah, don't right. know I am. Mm-hmm. My favorite place on this earth, okay, my two favorite places on this earth is my couch and my car. I love my car. I love being What do you car. do in your car? Just drive. Oh, okay. We I drive you a in your lot. Car and no, you... I love just being in my car. It's it's my so favorite th- place. I don't like people. Um, I prefer, <laughs> you don't like people. No. Uh, if 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 I you're was, in the wrong industry. <laughs> I, I think if I was asked to choose between a human and an animal, I would choose an animal in a um, Mind you, true. I would do the same because human beings are. I feel like there's choices, Strange. choices that we have where they don't have. So, so yeah, I'm not a, I, I am a seen as a socialite, but I'm not very social. But are you sociable? If mm. I have to be. Uh-huh. I okay. think that I'm very good at, again, taking emotion out of a situation, taking my opinion and feeling out of a situation if it's work related and move forward with that. I'm very, Good at that Because I'm imagining you Are forced Not forced to But you need to nurture uh, Relationships Absolutely. And I mean I have a good rapport With celebrities And personalities Because I mean You have designers That interact with celebrities And Absolutely. personalities All the time Absolutely. And I mean Obviously I'm talking about Those celebrities And personalities That embody the brand That you yes. rep- uh, represent yes. Or present Absolutely how do, you, how do you know When somebody is a perfect fit To a particular brand Brand? Do you follow their social media interaction? Their following, their fans, and all of that? I think there's there's a, there's a huge um, uh, uh, again homework that one would have to do. What I have learned is, and I'm sure that there's digital agencies out there and ad agencies out there that will disagree with me. Um, that they go, no, we'll just look at the following and the engagement, and we should have um, you know a, a kind of a symbiosis, a symbiotic relationship. It doesn't work like that. At the end of the day, you're working with people, and a fashion brand, although it's a brand, the person who owns the brand is a person, um, and the person who represents the brand is a person. And you need to take into considerations, uh, consideration, excuse me, for um, how they're feeling that day. If they're meant to post on that day, are they going to post because now they're a little bit moody or et cetera, et cetera. I think that that takes a, a, that 
gets should be taken into consideration. What I like to do is I like trial basis. So let's do a one to two month trial base. Let's see how the um, chemistry between you and my client are. You know, at the end of the day, a lot of people also assume that I just take my client's side. I can't. And I actually sat with a client now before this. And I said to that client, what I need to always remember is, although I need to have a relationship with my clients and maintain that relationship because they pay me for service delivery, I too need to have a relationship with celebrities, media personalities and other publicists yeah, because that's where I'm going to get my favors from. That's where I'm going to link my client to the right uh, brands. So, so yes, Sonia, I, I do. I, I think that you could possibly look and possibly get a great brand ambassador from a first up, but I always like trial basis. And I mean, can we also talk about the fact that you cannot only just be interested in fashion but no. you have to be clued up about the media industry as well. Absolutely. I think that, uh, and, and, uh, and specifically the fashion media because they're also very inaccessible um, or inaccessible, sorry. I'm so sorry for using the wrong word. No, it's okay. Um, they're also pretty much inaccessible unless you have unless you have a, con- um, a relationship with them to get into those medias. It's, it's very, imp- very important to keep those relationships, meet people, hence the reason why Coming back to the social, I think I go to the opening of an envelope because <laughs> that is my marketing. That is the marketing that I do. A lot of people ask me, Leon, why do you go to Fashion Week? What do you do at Fashion Week? You sit there and just watch shows. It's number one, education on our local designers. Yes. Seeing what they're doing, have an opinion about what they're doing, whether it's nice or not, but also meeting new people. I love going to Fashion Week because I get to meet new people. Now you're going to say, Leon, that's such a contradiction. I thought you don't like people. Exactly. I don't like people, but in my business, I have to meet people. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're only dealing with people because you have to. Yes. Okay. Communication skills. I mean, whilst we're talking about you being an introvert, which yeah. I'm finding very hard to believe, but anyway, moving along. I mean, you also have to interact with the press. I mean, radio, you're on radio now, radio yes. and TV interviews that you have to do almost on a daily basis. You also assume you have to write uh, press releases, reports. Yes. So I, um, in my field of expertise, every publicist goes through um, a, a period in their business where they realize, okay, this is not my field of expertise. My field, non-field of expertise is writing, believe okay. it or not. So what I do is I outsource my writing to someone else. So I can still offer that service. Um, but it, it, my writing skills aren't very great. So I, you know, my thing, my opinion always is, is if you can't do something, don't not offer the service. Just get someone who can do it and manage the service properly. Get someone who's better at that particular area. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm great at putting together an event. I, I think that in the industry, I'm probably known as the publicist who pulls big media uh, for some reason i just have the relationship with the media that i can pull the big media to my events um i'm also very much of the opinion and i'm pretty sure the entire pr industry is going to hate me for saying this um i'm very much in the opinion of don't send out a press release to promote a brand invite them to the event and let them enjoy the journey themselves write about what you've experienced don't write about what i've written 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, communications, yes, is super important, but I try and disrupt the traditional form of communications. Uh-huh. Okay. That's all right. So now I read an article somewhere that, um, as a publicist, you need to be a mix between a politician, <laughs> fashion connoisseur, news correspondent. Is that you? Yes. <laughs> so, so is there a politician in you in that? I mean, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we spoke about damage control earlier absolutely. on. Do you times find yourself that you have to tweak or twist a story to protect, you know, okay, your, no, your, your client or be, no, be diplomatic because you don't yes, want to burn okay. bridges? Diplo- diplomacy, I think, is probably one. If you, if you're asking, Leon, what is one of the key fundamentals of PR? Diplomacy is definitely one of them because I think that we have such a, a power-driven job that we jump at things, at issues, like I mentioned earlier on. A lot of times you need to just take a step back and be diplomatic to be able to deal with the situation in the most correct way to to not hurt your brand, number one, yeah. and your client's brand. I think that it's something that's also very important, being a publicist, is that you always need to remember that you don't only represent your clients, you represent yourself. And by saying certain things and tweeting and Facebooking certain things, um, negative things, could have a negative um, impact on your business. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I think that diplomacy is a very important factor. I, I, I do, um, rate that my diplo- diplomatic, um, approach stance mm. is quite on point. I try and be as diplomatic as possible. I think that when you, when you grow older, especially in this industry, you start learning that your opinion is important, but maybe it's important to you. <laughs> <laughs> So therefore, t- at times you need, just need to keep just, it to yourself. Just keep quiet. <laughs> just that is so, that is one of the strongest. Uh, that's a strength so, of a publicist. So, so just introvert. to keep quiet. Oh, wow. and, and, and you know, you know Sonia, right? I cannot be honest with you. You know what's another thing that uh, I must just be just put this out there. Now that I have the platform, do, let me just put it thing. out there. Do your thing. Opinions for <laughs> listeners. An opinion still needs to be fact based, you know, and I, I think that this is what the issue that we have as a country at the moment is, is that we have so many varies of opinions because culture influences it and style influences it, uh, influences from parents influence. We, we have so many different influences. So we assume that giving an opinion is our right. And it is our right, but could we just have facts with those opinions? So when you give an opinion, the sky is blue, the sky is blue because of X, Y, and Z. And I think that that bringing it back to diplomacy is where I'm pretty good with being diplomatic is because I will give an opinion, but I will give the facts behind that opinion. You know what I'm loving about having you here is that you've mentioned the word opinion at least 20 times. <laughs> the opinion booth after all. That's why, you, that's why I invited you here. Thank I must you. have you again maybe next week and the week after and the week after, you know. You're very good for my could, show. Could we, could we do like maybe two week skips? <laughs> mm, yeah. It, it, we'll, 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 we'll negotiate the rate, right? Yeah. Cause you look very expensive. You, lo- you smell expensive. I mean, when I hugged you, you, you smell of wealth. And, and, and the way you speak, the way you pronounce issues, you know, you, you're issues. very prim and proper. You 
You know, you it's it's like you do high tea every day at the you know it's, at it's the funny that you mentioned that because yesterday my best friend also said that you say immediately and not immediately. And you was, are very posh. So I said, I just suppose that's the way I speak. <laughs> very posh. So now let's talk about the perception that sure. your line of work is all about the glitz and the glam. And I mean, I something love that, that, I love that overlooks and disregards the fact that it is a very highly competitive, fast paced. Let's not forget the long hours. Yes. So, uh, the bonus that publicists have is that we do have nap time. Now, if you follow me on, on Facebook, like you'll know that what, yes, you'll see one of my friends, Cindy, she always says, have a nap, have a nap, have a nap. And it's so important to have nap time. The reason why we are allowed to have nap times is because nine times out of 10, when you're sleeping at two o'clock in the morning, we are sending our press releases so that it's on that media person's desk the next morning. Um, coming back to the competitiveness. Yes. Uh, one thing that when coming into the Industry. I don't know if you know my uh, my um, history, how I got into the industry. I I I googled I you was like, a like all for, the way to primary school. Uh, oh wow! I know. Oh wow! So so I was a booker for one of the top agencies yes, in the country, a booking yes. agency. If nobody knows, it's not a hooker, a book, a <laughs> book. Um, so I was a booking agent for one of the top agencies, and that was the that was the um, the job that taught me how to work with people. Because you, I mean, diplomacy in that industry is <gasps> wow. Mm. Okay, and um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so we, I think you were alluding to the the fast paced competitive yes. industry. Okay. So, so coming into the industry, one thing I realized. Thank you so much, Sonia. What I realized is that the PR industry. I, I could. I can't speak about the rest of the world, but here specifically in Johannesburg, is super. Um, Competitive because I'm not saying that this is how other publicists perceive it to be, but this is how I understood it is that they're concerned that one PR person takes another PR person's client. And what we try to do as a collective, which I'll explain to you now, is to change that perception. We started an event called Connective PR. Now, Connected PR is uh, an event that we host uh, once a year. Last year was once a year. I'm trying to push it to two, twice a year this year, but we'll see how it works. We will literally bring a whole bunch of publicists, whether you're brand new in the industry and uh, a legend in the industry or whoever, we bring you together in a non-work uh, environment um, feeling, if you want to call it that. You get to meet other publicists, chat to each other, uh, speak about your clients, um, touch on media that have done certain things. Because at the end of the day, I think that it's another industry that we need to be cautious about is when certain guests that are invited don't arrive. Excuse me. Um, so that's what we, uh, we, when I say we, I'm talking about myself, Leon from Infinite PR, um, KDT and uh, Strat PR came together and we were like, how are we going to change that? How are we going to make ourselves love each other? And we did the first one, uh, the first event, and it was so successful. The the guests, we don't invite media, celebrities, no one. We don't, it's only publicists. So if you're a marketing manager, unfortunately, you can't come to our event. You have to have some sort of PR or communications 
And um, we did the second one And that was incredible And now I consistently get emails Hi, when are we doing another one? So yes, the industry is so competitive But what we've done is we've kind of Built a PR culture where we're going My stance on the matter is If you think I can, you can do a better job On one of my clients, by all means go pitch Simple I can't stop that. you if, if I'm a terrible publicist If I'm not good at what I do Then I would need to have to feel by losing a client and hopefully by losing said clients, I would change the way I do this business to be able to retain those clients. Um, you know, again, I'm not saying that publicists lose clients because they're bad. I've lost many clients on because of different things, um, because the communication uh, was either not um, – Fluid from my side or from their side or they ha- their expectations weren't met, uh, you know. So there's different factors that get taken into consideration. But, but I think that the PR industry is definitely in a direction in South Africa, in the direction where we're now starting to broker with each other and say, okay, so you've got that client. I've got this client. Let's do something together. Um, I think that last year, the, the brand that really just knocked it out of the park in terms of collab for me in fashion was Karl Lagerfeld and Vans. And that made me realize if two brands like that can get together and come up with something amazing, then all of us should just keep quiet, meet someone, broker with clients. And so, so at this point, I'm very excited about the PR industry. I think that we have so far to still go. Um, but we've, we've, Really grown in strides. We and, really have. And I mean, let's let, let's not um, forget that it can also be stressful and be filled with, um, you know, drama. If I can call it that. I mean, I remember a publicist in Paris who got slapped, and she then sued. The person who slapped her It was a person who, who had influence In the fashion I, I got slapped Industry <laughs> Did you sue Did you sue no. somebody No Because the story that I read I mean there was a lawsuit Of a million euros Yes For being slapped and humiliated Can, can I be honest with you What was the story Who started what Your story uh, No 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 With this with this specific Because they couldn't sit They couldn't sit um, the, the guest On their a allocated seat. Apparently, there were there was their seat was taken by somebody else. Okay, now in that instance, was it at a fashion week? Yes. For instance, okay. Now I've experienced this plenty of times. When I got slapped, was something very, very, very. It was at a fashion thing, but it was very different. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think again, it comes down to diplomacy. How you speak. I mean, if you watch, um, I referenced earlier on that Kelly Katrina is my idol. So she's got a show called Cal on Earth. If you go and watch um, this series, you. You realize how hardcore the rest of the world is in terms of PR. I think that we're a little bit more toned down in South Africa. I think that we take into consideration for diplomacy. Um, if somebody's sitting on a, a, a guest seat, something like this happened recently. I can't tell you which event because I don't want to highlight that. But um, basically, this guest arrived decided that she wasn't happy with the seats that were allocated to her because she had been at said event before and knew where I had placed her, took someone else's seat and put her seat numbers into that person's <laughs> seat. So, of course, when I got there, that person so happened to be one of my very important guests. So I threw my toys out of my cot. But I did not throw my toys out of my cot in front of the person who took the seats. I went backstage. 
I lost my SH1T. I walked back to her and I said, hi, you have tickets that belong to someone else. She, she argued with me and I had to keep my cool. And I was like, you do have those tickets. Please, can I have them? She gave them to me and I was going to give her her tickets. And in that split second, I decided that it was so unethical for her to do that, that I invited her to go back home. Oops. And I allocated, reallocated those seats to someone else. She is an influencer, so I'm pretty sure that she's really, really angry with me. But, you know, we would, we have to get to a place, Sonia, where we're also educating our invitees. Of course. You can't just do what you want. I don't walk into a... Shop and decide Well I'm going to eat this pie now Because I'm hungry You go and pay for the pie first And then you eat it It's the same as at my event Don't come to my event And because you're an influencer And you're a special guest of mine Someone I love Sonia you know I invite only people I really enjoy to my events I know because you invite me as well Because I, I love I you I will never ever invite someone That I don't that I don't know That I have a relationship with So don't come to my events And act like a spoiled brat Yeah you, you get or what diva I'm Yeah so in that situation with the publicist referencing back to the publicist in Paris, I'm always, and I'm probably going to get hate, hate mail on this, I'm always of the opinion, let's sit down and converse first. What if this guest was told, no, you can sit there, and the publicist walks up abruptly like Kelly Katrine, uh, watch the show, you'll see how she literally removes a magazine, and, and a big magazine physically removes the person from the seat because they were indifferent. <laughs> I don't do that. Oof. I would never do that. I, I would walk up to them gently, and I would be like, please, can you move? And if we can't move you, then I'll get a bouncer to But I wouldn't touch the person. I wouldn't scream at the person. And it's just that's my reputation I have to manage. Okay, so now tell me the difference between a brand influencer and brand ambassador. Because uh, it gets very confusing. No, okay, so a brand ambassador, in our industry, we always have brands that go, I'm happy to partner with X influencer and give them product. My opinion of that is that that doesn't work. You need to pay them to talk about it, but you need to give them the product to talk about. That is a brand ambassador. A brand ambassador, if we, if we remember, uh, 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 speaking under correction, yeah, let's say 30 years ago. No, then I was too young. 20 years ago, a brand ambassador would get a promo code. If I'm, if, if you remember, and that promo code would need to be mentioned. So, hey, I love this uh, shirt. I got this. Uh, your details from Leon. Then Leon would get a mark next to his uh-huh. name, and that's where the brand ambassadors came from. Recently, I think the brand ambassadors have changed in the essence that you don't give a promo code, but you still expect them to drive sale. Mm-hmm. If you get what I'm saying, or yeah. feet to store. A brand influencer is someone that speaks on the brand from experience. So, i.e. bloggers, vloggers, um, SMI, social media influencers. I use social media influencers quite a lot because I get an authentic um, communication from them. Not saying that I don't get that from uh, celebrities, but our consumers have changed in such a way that they're not necessarily believing non-organic communication from a celebrity where with an influencer they would. And I'm talking about in South Africa only. Of course, when Rihanna drops something, the entire world jumps with her. Mm. So I'm not diverting from the fact that uh, celebrities are important. They are exceptionally important. For me as a fashion publicist, they are exceptionally important. There is nothing better than 
uh, partnering fashion and celebrity together. The uh, Anna Winter actually refers to it in her uh, biography uh, in the first Monday in May, which everyone should watch if you're a fashion person. The most important event of the fashion calendar, the Met Gala. Um, she mentions how she paired celebrity and fashion together. She was the reason why Vogue went into pairing, putting celebrities on the covers. And she was the, she was the fashion editor who first put a black model onto the Vogue. You, you know, these are the, these are the things that she's done and she's, she's realized that pairing these two together is important. It's the management. That comes to question. A lot of PR brand managers, marketing managers don't manage the relationship and then the expectations aren't met and then it automatically becomes the celebrity's issue. Mm-hmm. So I think that again, in that instance, there's always one thing you'll always know about me, Sonia, or hear about me is there's always two way conversation. There's not only one side. I always like looking at both sides of the story. That's fair. That's the di- diplomatic. Diplomatic. Yes, you. I'm being di- diplomatic. You, 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 you've been referencing Anna Wintour a lot, so I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going oh to read out five quotes, and you need to match them to a designer. Are you ready? Whew, let's okay. see how knowledgeable you are. Okay. Let's might, let's see what a fashion connoisseur I might you are. Here today, and not have a, a career think, anymore. But okay, let's. I think try. the first one you'll get, seeing okay. that you're such a huge fan of of her. So okay. she said, "You either know fashion or you don't." Yeah, no, okay, that is Anna Winter, hands down. <laughs> I like that. Okay, <laughs> hands so you down. Got, you got one that, point. I can actually tell you when she said that. <laughs> Unbelievable. In her biography in the September issue, <laughs> it was launched in 2007. Okay, you're a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one. The joy of dressing is an art. You want me to give you a clue? Yes. Look at my shoes. This person designed the shoes that I'm wearing. Let's say that again Look at these shoes The joy of dressing is an art No clue No, no idea John Galliano Oh, and JJ would kill me if I didn't know that Hopefully he's not listening Mm -hmm. That's JJ's Idol. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Yeah, no. Are those You're John in trouble. Galliano? These are John Galliano. Ooh, you can love. I know. I know. I know. That's I wore them just for you. <laughs> Actually, you, I think yeah? I think I can tell you where he referenced. I can reference back to where he did uh, where he said that. <laughs> that was actually his interview on. Uh, the first Monday in May, they actually interviewed him about the gala, if I'm not mistaken. I think that that's actually where he's referenced to now that you mentioned John Galliano. You just saved your soul there. <laughs> uh-huh, okay. I don't do fashion. I'm fashion. <laughs> I don't do fashion. I am fashion. Well, that's somebody egotistical. Um, <laughs> somebody egotistical. <laughs> Coco Chanel. Was it Chanel? Yep. Next one. Okay. People will stay. Make it worth their while. Versace? Harry Winston. He was a jeweler. American jeweler. Versace said something very similar as well. So I wonder who copied who. But Harry Winston. Let's not not say that they copied. Maybe Uh, they just had their own interpretation mm, of each other's opinions. It's it's also (laughs) called, otherwise known as plagiarism. Anyway. (laughs) Yes. Trendy is the last stage before tacky. Ooh, I know this one. Uh, you have to know this one. You mentioned his name earlier. 
2020 is the last stage before yes. tacky's. Carl hmm, Lagerfeld. Okay, I was gonna say Valentino. Mm. I was gonna say Valentino. Mm. Ooh, I need I need to do more. Thank you, Sonia. You're highlighting mm. where I need to I need to go and do quotes on design. I had to if you invite you me, if you invite me <laughs> in three weeks' time, you can do this again and we'll play. <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted to put you on the spot. No, I mean, perfect. you know, just just to just to have a good laugh. So now, okay, talking about a good laugh. Uh, your opinion on Ricky Reek's outfit at the Summers? Fabulous. I'm so happy you asked me because I think that there's a whole bunch of people waiting for me to give an opinion on Facebook. But because the Durban July is a month away, I'll reserve my opinions in fashion for the next couple of weeks just so that I don't get into too much trouble because I love the Durban July. Um, I... The con the, the concern comes to uh, when when celebrities select something to wear... To something like the Psalmist, whether it was through a stylist or themselves, they need to always take into consideration that you shouldn't just take the look off the runway. Now, I know that there has been tweets. I actually looked at a couple of tweets this morning where a lot of people are going, look how trendy he is. He's trendsetting. He's never been a trendsetter. He's now trendsetting because he's done specific look, which was in a show that he's taken off the runway. I get that. We should be stylists in ourselves. So we should be taking pieces from the look and pairing them with our own items that we've got or um, pairing them with something different. I think that Ricky Rick decided that he wanted to um, expand in the fashion sense of things. So he went for something a little bit more daring, which he's never really done. We, we, we know, I mean, we know that the ones that do the d- daring stuff is delays and AKA to extent. Um, so I, I do applaud him for coming out. I thought it was fabulous. Of course, I thought it was fabulous because I understand fashion. Did you say coming um, out? Uh, come, yes. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe you had breaking news. No, 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 no. Oh, oh no, okay. no. Please. Just uh, checking. Referencing back I'm to just coming out. I meant coming out of his, um. Just checking. Uh, what, what shall we call it? Um, conservativeness? Uh-huh. Because uh, let's be honest, Ricky Rick has always been a little bit more conservative in his dress sense. True. He really has. Um, so. I loved what he did. I just think that he could have paired it up a little bit. It, it was, for me, in my opinion, it was a little bit too carbon copy of the runway look. Uh, have you seen that look, the runway look? Uh, so it, it was exact. It was carbon it was copy. Uh, the only thing that was different was the mesh that was on his face was yes. cream in the show, and he decided to go for a red. Yeah. Um, kudos to him, though, because he may not understand fashion, but he understands PR. Because he wouldn't have done that if he didn't understand people. And that's why we're talking about him right now. Exactly. It worked. So exactly. now, your advice to an aspiring fashion publicist, and I'm talking especially the one who cannot afford tertiary. Okay. Can, can I first reference back? Of course. Okay. Um, what many people may not know, and here comes more hate mail, is I never studied PR. I studied fashion at school. My mom, the one that you love so much, uh, told me when I was at school that I needed to do PR. I was like, absolutely not. I did a bridging course to um, a, a university for a year. Hated it. Absolutely hated it. I was like, I don't even understand where I'm ever going to use this. I want to be a designer. So I entered the Vodacom Durban July in 2004, where I... Without knowing the theme or anything like that, I came 
I, I placed in the top 10 for the Avangard collection. Um, I went back and I said to my mom, this is the case of my dad. And they said, fine, we'll send you to fashion school. I lasted in fashion school for a year. I basically got a diploma, couldn't deal with uh, being told that I'm never going to be a designer, um, that my design aesthetic is uh, too uh, Paris, too couture. And um, yeah, so, so I never studied a PR. I went into booking as a model booker um, and somehow found my way into PR. So I don't believe that public relations is a uh, a field that you should be going to university for. I think that we should be going to universities uh, for to become a doctor, to become a lawyer, things that are life-threatening to other people. Uh, what we could do is do short courses and then go into practical. I learned how to do this job because of two PR friends of mine that I could reference back and say, okay, I didn't know how to do X, Y, and Z. How would I do it? And they taught me and I learned, I learned to be a publicist in the field, on the streets, getting there dirty, making mistakes. So my opinion uh, to younger fashion publicists is we don't have enough fashion PR. So any students out there, please do break the industry in terms of fashion PR. We don't have many in our country. I think that it's something that still needs to evolve Um so uh, go and study don't, by all means don't don't not go and study it's a lot harder to to break it into this industry without studying but if i could have done it i suppose anyone else can um and just go to as many events as possible try and get your name on those lists go to the little silly store launches from there you'll get invited to the next ones and that's <laughs> how you'll build your brand yeah you okay know? okay so now tell me um is Quachella, uh on your bucket list no 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 Okay. Do you think South Africa is ready for its own version? Yes. I think that there is a market for it. Um, I, I'm more of a Tomorrowland person, hence the tattoo underneath the Versace tattoo. Um, so I am more of a Tomorrowland person. Um, but yes, I do think that Coach, Coachella could be uh, – I, I wouldn't say a South African version. We would have to do an African version. Of course. You know? To be all inclusive Get to all People from all uh, Corners of Africa Into one spot I think it's Nothing better Nothing Nothing could be better than With that With our diversity Culture Culture Oh uh, rich in culture the, For the, sure the, the last Last week I was in Neisner For a specific event People will know where I don't want to give Too much PR out You know Product placement But one thing That I got to do Was I got to meet 18 gentlemen From 18 different countries Around the world And from last week to this week All I want now is culture I just I I hunger for culture Meeting you See how they eat How they speak How they I, I'm just so excited I can't wait to start traveling Well Start Start <laughs> I Start am. Start soon Next year I'm going to Brazil Start soon Oh okay well you must enjoy it Leon you were absolutely amazing Thank you so much, Sonia. Thank you for gracing me with your fabulous no, self. No, no, Thank you for inviting me. This was amazing. My humble opinion. Designers and labels need PR 
to establish their brand values in the minds of their target market and the wider fashion industry. The most successful designers and brands understand this and that is how they thrive and that is how they remain sustainable. The best fashion publicist will continuously find ways to reinvent your brand for it to stay relevant. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.